0: Amen, hallelujah. Okay, now, what I'm going to talk about tonight is your blessing is already in your house. Now, a lot of people might not know that, and may never thought about it. They may say, what do you mean by that? My blessing is already in my house. Your blessing is already in your house. And sometimes we can be so busy about doing our own life, you know, our thing, our own thing. They're living our lives that we don't really see what God has already given us to bless us. Some people are blessed with food. Some people are blessed with money. Some people, some people are blessed with voices to sing. They're blessed with talent. You can, you have so many blessings in your life. God is going to see too that you don't go through one day without one. Your blessing is already in your house. Turn to Second Kings. If you have your swords with you, your Bible, turn to Second Kings chapter 4. And I'll be doing this from uh, verses 1 to, I believe, 7. Yeah. Verses 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4 verses 1 to 7. And it's about Elisha. Now, not Elijah. Elijah was the first, uh, he was a big prophet, the first one, uh, we're talking about Elisha, the one that came along and took Elijah's mantle, okay, this is about Elisha, and he augments the widow's oil, you've heard the story about the widow that had nothing left to eat, and all she had was oil in her home, a pot of oil, we're going to discuss that tonight, amen, Up here on 2 Kings chapter 4, it says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in in the house? And she said, thy handmaid has not anything in the house except a pot of oil. And then he said, go borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out unto those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. I hope you were reading that with me. As you can see, it, it says, this was not just any woman. This was a, It says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. She was a woman of the church house. She was a woman of the congregation. She was a sister. Amen. She was a praying, believing sister, not just any old woman looking for somebody to help her. This woman was a woman of faith, and obviously her husband was a man of faith because it tells you that she was the wife of the sons of the prophets. Amen. So we're talking about people of faith here. When you have faith, when we have faith and things, bad things happen to us, do we go to man? The first thing we turn to, we turn to God. We turn, we, if you turn to a man or a woman, you're going to turn to a man or a woman of God. Notice that she was smart enough to turn to Elisha, the man of God. Uh, Elisha succeeded Elijah's ministry. And he walked very powerfully with the Lord. He had many miracles. When you read about Elisha and Elijah, they did many miracles. Elisha's miracle was an act of charity with this woman. This woman's husband had passed and left her with a large debt to where the debtor was going to take her sons in place of the debt. You know, the Bible tells us that we are not to be in debt um, pay your debts, amen, and I know it, it's, times are hard, it's, time for, it's, it's hard for us to do it in these days and times, but we try to do the best that we can, okay, do the best that you can, and uh, God will bless you, amen, and, and back in those days, when you owed your debtor, they took your sons, they took your children as slaves, and they made them work, work it off, they were actually slave masters. Um, when troubles come, you don't go to anybody, but to someone who can help you. You can go to people. You can go to anybody around you, but what, what the, what's the first thing you think of when you need help with something? Be it food, money, whatever it is, no matter what it is, even help around house, you go to someone that you know is going to help you, someone that can help you. Therefore, she went to Elisha. Obviously, he had a good name. He had been doing miracles, and she was ready for one. Amen? Uh, we shouldn't... Now, don't dog the people that can't help you. That's not a Christian way of doing things. You you just find someone who can. Okay, there have been people out there who... Uh, have uh, asked people to help them and the people couldn't help them, they just randomly, there's people out there that just randomly ask people to help them and they don't realize that the people that they're asking cannot. Well, that's because it was up to them to go to someone who could help them. That, this woman determined to fight the situation that she was in. This is what we are supposed to do. As God's children, You cannot. you will not lose. So when you're in a situation like that, Sit down, meditate, concentrate on how you're going to get yourself out of that situation. Pray, pray to the Lord. Amen. This woman didn't go to a banker. She could have went to a banker. She could have went somewhere to get someone to help her, but she went to the man of God. God's power trumps cash anytime. time. In fact, God will give it to you with no signature and no strings attached. You don't have to sign a paper whenever the Lord blesses you. He just, bam, gives it to you out of love because he knows you're down here and you need it. Amen. And uh, so he helped her out. And she says, thy servant. And she noticed she says, thy, she talks to Elisha and says, thy servant, my husband is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. See, these were God-fearing people. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. This woman knew that that was not going to happen. Did you ever no- notice that whenever something bad happens into your life, you may start sweating, your, your temper might, your temperature might rise a little bit, you might get a little nervous, a little upset? because you're in this situation, but deep down inside, you know good and full well that God is going to step in and help you in your situation. Awesome. He does it every single time. There's not a time that you needed him that he didn't show up. God is that good. Unless you're the kind of person where you have so much pride and you're so vain that you think you can do it by yourself and you don't need his help. God steps in and fights our battles for us. Your heart might race. This is like when, you, when you're in high school and you're ready to get in a little fight with someone, your grade school or whatever, and you're getting ready to get in a fight with someone or something. I mean, your heart might beat a little bit. You ever get like that little heartbeat when somebody wants to argue with you or something and your heart starts to beat a little bit, starts to patter? And I'm sure David wasn't cool, calm, and collected whenever he, when he approached the Goliath, but he won. He won in 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 the Lord's name, David fought Goliath in the Lord's name, and the same way he did you will God is they say, I've heard people say God is an eleven fifty nine fifty nine God. He'll step in just before that last second comes in. so the best thing you can do is hang on, hold on to God's unchanging hands. and then she says, and it says in Eli, uh, verse two, and elisha said unto her, "Well, what do you want me to do? When a man of God asks you what you want them to do, be specific and tell them what it is. He said, what shall I do for thee? Tell me. What do you have in your house? Notice how he says that. Well, this is our language. He says here, and what hast thou in thy house? But, you know, he's in the house. He said, what do you have in your house? What does that show you? That shows you that Elisha knew that she was going to win. She was going to beat this situation in some kind of way. He may not have known he's, he's not God and he's a man of God, but he may not have known that she was gonna say oil, but he knew there was something there. And this is what God is asking you today. What do you have in your house? <laughs> God never leaves his children without. He never leaves us without. There's people who live under there's people who live under bridges and don't have a place to stay and, and their clothes might be dirty, okay? But they have, I I just had someone tell me on the first of this year that they had someone testify to them and and save them, and it was a man. I think he was drunk, yeah, an alcoholic, preached the word, and this person got saved by listening to this alcoholic telling him about God. So it is possible. What do you have in your house? Something in your home that God has given you is there already to bless you. Like I said, it could be writing a book. It could, you could, you could be, uh, have some kind of talent. You can play uh, some kind of keyboard or something, drums, piano. You, you, can, uh, you can be a singer. There is, you can be a cook. You can take care of children. There are things that God has blessed you with that will get you out of your situation. There are people right now who are excellent writers, excellent writers, and they're still sitting there waiting to hit the lottery. <laughs> all they have to do is just start tapping on that keyboard. There's people who are good singers. There are people who, who are who, uh, all kinds of blessings that God has given you. There are people who work with the sick. There are people who, who can bless people with massages. There are people who are good with their hands. What do you have in your house? You're not poor. Amen. What hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, except, she says, save. When you see that means save, that means except. Except a pot of oil. Well, okay. But she said she didn't have anything in the house. And that's somehow the two-part sentence is, She said she didn't have anything in the house, Uh uh-oh, wait a minute, except a pot of oil. Did she downplay the pot of oil? Is there something in your house, some kind of talent or whatever God has given you, is there anything in your life that you have actually downplayed? Think about it. You don't have to answer now. Of course you're not going to answer now. But think about something that you have in your life that can bless you. Well, you don't have to ask anybody. You already have it. What you're asking for, you already have. And so, chapter uh, verse 3 says, Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. And after he just Tell her, Just go get as many vessels as you can. Now, this talks about preparation, action. To be blessed requires an action, a preparation. She, they went out. He says, uh, and he told her. He said, "Borrow not a few." In other words, he told her, "Get a lot of them, get a lot of vessels, because God is about to do a huge thing in your life. When you ask God for something, He doesn't half step. He does it all the way. God is a God of abundance and prosperity. Amen. He's a, He's a more than enough God. And then he tells her, he says, and when you come in. Shut the door. See? Privacy. Don't tell everybody your business. When you're believing God for something like this, shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Okay? Pour out your blessing. God is telling you to pour out your blessing. Be a vessel for the Lord. Be a vessel for the anointing of God. Amen. It says, so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessel to her, and she poured out, pour out, pouring out your blessing, the anointing. Now, scientifically speaking, I don't know if anybody ever thought of this or not, but scientifically speaking, there is no way that you can take a jar of oil and totally fill another jar of the same size. Why? This this, this goes to show that this was a blessing from the Lord, a miracle of God, because of residue. Oil doesn't pour out that easy. You're going to have some oil in that old jar Unless you leave it upside down on the sink for about a week. But there's going to be some residue in that jar. And there had to be a blessing of the Lord because every single vessel that she got and poured the oil into, every vessel had the same amount of oil. Amen. No residue. Amen. And it says in verse 6, and it came to pass... When the vessels were full, then she said unto her son, Bring me yet another vessel. She's asking. She's like, give me another vessel. Give me... This is faith. This is, this is the kind of faith God wants you to have. You're supposed to get excited and say, give me another vessel. God's blessing me. Come on, come on, come on. Open. Hurry up. Hurry up. Let's do this while it's flowing. She said, bring me another vessel. And the son said, but there isn't any more. He told her, verse 6, he said, and he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. And listen, she blessed those that she borrowed from. When you get blessed, other people get blessed as well, especially the ones that help you. All the ones that gave this woman vessels as she asked for them got blessed. It is better, the Bible tells us, any OT? that whoever curses you will be cursed. Whoever blesses you will be blessed. And you always hear me say this. I don't know, it keeps coming up all the time, but God is not a man that he should lie. And if he says that someone curses you, they're going to get cursed. They're bringing the curse upon themselves. God's not sitting on a throne hurling lightning bolts at people every time they cuss you out and tell you off. They're doing it themselves, (laughs) because he already spoke it. It's been spoken long, 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 long time ago. So when someone treats you bad, you just sit back. If if somebody continues to to, uh, uh, misbehave themselves, you will see something happen to them, because if they want to act like the devil's children, children of Belial is going to come back on them. And when when, when someone someone blesses you, they get blessed. Everybody around this woman got blessed because of her faith, because she believed in God. And verse 7 said, Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, because you know everybody needs oil. Sell the oil. And people use it for anointing. People use it for cooking. People use it for lamps. Back then they had those beautiful oil lamps. And pay thy debt. And live thou and thy children of the rest. He's telling them, pay your debts. And now rest. Pamper yourself and thank the Lord. Calm down. Take a good bath. Cleanse yourself meditate, clean your mind, and meditate on the love and the salvation of the Lord. All throughout the Bible, Israel saw the Lord save them out of certain situations. And this is the same thing that happens to us today. This is the same thing that happens to you. Think about your life. Think about your life for as long as you can remember it, How many things God saved you from. This is what God is telling you today. Go, live thou and thy children. They're your friends or your family. And rest, have faith in him. She was out of bankruptcy. This lady was out of bankruptcy. Everything was paid. And all she has to do is just sit back every year and think about her anniversary with the husband that she loved and thank God for the time that she had with him. And notice that Elisha was no user. The Bible warns us against users. If you want to look in, I have them written down Exodus 22 25. Um, and then leviticus twenty five to uh, leviticus twenty five thirty five to thirty seven it talks about usury in other words god 's saying don 't give things to people to get back like when a bank lends you uh, ten thousand dollars and you have to pay them twelve thousand back that 's usury okay and uh deuteronomy twenty three nineteen in fact i 'll read deuteronomy twenty three nineteen just i think this is the one yeah deuteronomy twenty three nineteen deutero fifth book. And it says that, well, let me start with 18 and I'll read up probably the 20. It says, thou shalt not bring, no, not 18, let <laughs> start with 19. Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother, usury of money, usury of victuals, usury of anything, which is food, usury of anything that is lent upon See, God is telling us don't lend things to people. Either you trust that he is a God of more than enough or you don't. You don't lend to people to get it back. You give to people and trust that God's going to give it to you. Verse 19 says, um, or verse 20 says, Unto a stranger thou mayest lend upon usury, but unto your brother, that's a person, a Christian, your person in your house, um, thou shalt not lend upon usury, that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all that you setteth your hand to in the land where thou goest to possess it. God will bless you. Amen. So I am going to end this by asking you this question. What do you have? Think about it. When we, when we hang up here tonight, think about what you have in your life, what you have in your own home right now. If you weren't afraid of somebody, you would go out there and and do that blessing that God has blessed you with. You would use that talent that God gave you. What do you have that can bless you and your household?